0: Oh man, it's Monday. It's Blaine and Mickey. It's it's Monday. It's Monday. I thought we just left. It's about, it's five <laughs> ago. It seems like it. Oh. Um, so <laughs> no, I'm well rested. That's it so does much, not seem so like, like it at all. Here, right? Yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't have to do this anymore. Like you send your son to school, and you're like, hey man, I'll see you, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever. You got a college guy. I yeah. had to send two off to, like full day school. Oh, well, today was the day. And I'm the lunch maker. Oh, so I get up in day? the morning, yeah, and I- Oh,
1: what kind of what kind of lunch boxes do they have or do they just use the bag? No, or my do they just use the bags from the grocery store. <laughs> no. I used to do that. The bag from the grocery <laughs> yeah, store. Cuz nobody can make fun of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody, you know what, what are you doing? Hey man, you got to some snacks in here, man.
0: Oh, well, you won't tell me the, the lunchbox. <laughs> no, no. They, they have like, he, my son has a fancy Nike lunchbox that he convinced oh, my wife into getting. And my daughter used to always have the one with her name on it. But she's, she's just the same one, two, or three years in a row, which is odd. Usually that doesn't happen in our house. But I agonize over what to make them. Do you? My son eats the same thing every day. He eats the exact same thing every day.
1: Okay, so little he's little
0: easy. Way. But my daughter, she just eats like, Dad, I don't care what you put in there. Oh Well, well don't tell me that. Because then I'm like just staring in the refrigerator like... Uh, well, I'd just make her the same thing as your son. <laughs> she, would probably, she would probably just Sorry, eat... That's it. a big age gap difference there. He eats the exact same thing every day of his life. Oh. Could you do that? No, I
1: could not. I, you know what I could do, though? And that's what I was just about to tell you to see if you could actually do this. Every week for five days of the week when you're making lunch, fix the same thing on Monday and then and have a plan what you make on Tuesdays, and you make the same thing every week. Okay. Whatever, different stuff, but, but just you wrote you that saw, week. It's the same every, thing every, five days. Yeah. Okay. Every week. That way you never have an issue. Then on Wednesday, you have your Wednesday special. It's Wednesday's the day you give leftovers from. We went to Jay Alexander's. Jay Alexander's. Then that's what you do on Wednesdays, you okay. know, kind of implemented into, you know, if you go out to eat, you know, your son is probably a lot easier, as you said. So. You can just make them peanut butter and jelly every day. No, yeah, <laughs> whatever I, No, he would
0: eat that every day. Yeah, See, I hope they're not listening because you have put more thought into yeah. this. And in well, that's kind of the reason why I say it that because
1: that's what I do as an adult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you... I you have salmon and tilapia every week, and I kind
1: of try to rotate it around on which days of the week I do that because I'm the one actually cooking. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay. 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 Hey, yeah, I got the I got the chef skills, man. Okay. Yeah, I got the chef skills, man. They just try to make sure I don't leave it in there too long and don't dry it out. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, man. It's easy to make, you know, you know, broccoli or something like that. I you mean, just-
0: you steam that in the microwave, you yeah. know. Yeah, okay. Well, you're making me look bad. Now, now I hope my wife's not listening because you're doing all the cooking and I'm like, uh. If I'm cooking, I'm like, where do you want it to come well, from?
1: It, it kind of, you know, just kind of played out that way since uh, our hours have been adjusted. So, <laughs> so just kind of worked out that way. I'm available like from four to five before she gets <laughs> home from work. So I just, well, dang, well how can I make myself useful? Oh. Yeah, so it's like a, a big deal and the, the plates are ready to go. And we just sit there and she picks it eat And then we talk about our day. Yeah, over dinner, you know, about Five or six, like old people doing, and watch the news. You
0: empty nesters. Yeah, yeah. Man.
1: I watch the news, and then we'll we'll play the game of Wheel of Fortune every day,
0: <laughs> <Who's> <laughs> and about- I lose okay. every almost all the time. Okay, my wife can kill me in Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm horrible. Anybody young listening, did not like, you know you, what I thought when we watched Wheel of Fortune? Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yes, you old coots. Um, you mentioned the word available. Boy, you, this is we're, we're we're getting into hard. You were at practice today. That's uh, what you're talking about. Yes, we're getting the nitty gritty of practice. And the number one receivers currently not available. They're they're keeping those guys bubble wrapped. So like the twos are the ones, well, well, and the threes everybody are the who's twos. The ones,
1: I mean, AJ Brown. AJ and, and, and Julio.
0: Julio. Is
1: Reynolds one?
0: Josh Reynolds would be the one. Whoa, well, whoa, well, 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 We got it, we got it, we got a. I know breaking we have news. A,
1: a unofficial depth chart. Look at it. <laughs> he didn't know where I was going with that.
0: Yeah, you got zone TV. I'm holding up to the camera right now. Uh, Unofficial death chart, and here's the thing about this: oh man, fans and media love these things. Oh, I do too, because
1: it tells you where you're at.
0: Coaches hate (laughs) them. They hate them.
1: Did he try to uh, nuts and bolts us on anybody? He just like just
0: messing with us. A couple things stood out. Um, Anthony Ferster is not the number one tight end on the depth chart. So maybe they're going to run the ball on the first play of the game. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jeff Swaim. Has he at has practice?
1: Him. I thought he was injured. No? I, I
0: don't even know. I mean, you asked me that. I, uh, Luke, L- uh, Lucas said no either. Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe he today. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I mean, wasn't out there. I, I, I was out there, and I don't know if Swaim practiced today or not. I'd have to go back and look at the who did and who didn't.
1: Anything stand uh, out on the texting the me. Maybe thing, he's I telling think... me. I see Dylan Radens is uh, number two at guard. At guard, Blaine. At guard. I got, and I see McMath is ahead of uh, Fitzpatrick,
0: mm-hmm. at least on this depth chart.
1: You know, it could be interchangeable, I'm sure. But
0: Rep Brian and I were talking about this, and I said the number one wide receivers are exactly who you think. It's Julio, and it's Josh Reynolds, and it's AJ Brown. It's all the guys who, if you blindfolded all of us and we hadn't seen anything, we'd say, okay, well, those are number one, two, and three. Well, those guys have – Reynolds hasn't been practicing, uh, although he's been back some. A.J. out. uh, Julio not practicing. He had the one scare, what, a, a week ago, Monday. So he's been out ever since. So all the twos are the ones now. And all the threes are the twos now. And on and on we go. And I'll tell you this. Like the threes against the two defense, there's a lot of times Logan Woodside's not even throwing the ball. He's just pat 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 run. In team or seven oh seven or both?
1: both. Uh oh. So so what I was saying about both. just more injury issue. You think that the defense ahead of him, or is it more just right now the defense is just ahead of the
0: offense? The defense ahead of the offense. They were ahead of them all day. Now again, the offense, the offense is doing this all without Julio and AJ. And with a patchwork offensive line, some Lawan, some not. Although he was he was out there. In t- I don't know what all I can't say, and I can't say. I, I guess Lawan right. did more today than he's been doing, which is a great oh. sign. I, I can say that. Okay. Um, I don't want to blur any lines or step on any lines. Well, that's lines good yet. because I see
1: Tyson Brello and Lamb are, are competing for the other uh, right tackle position. That's, that's uh, of note. But it's a little concerning. I don't know if I'd say it's alarming because you don't have your starting receivers out there. But, you know, I was watching uh, inside the NFL and the NFL Network, and they're at training camp, and they're at the Titans training camp. And every time they came back to the Titans, they were talking about 7-on-7. Seven seven. And you know what I think about 7-on-7. 7-on-7, the receiver, they're supposed to complete almost every ball. Yep. Yeah, you know, okay, if you got 10 reps, you're supposed to complete at least 7 or 8 of them. And, complete. And, and for people like... They some... said that the Titans didn't complete, but 3 out of 10. Yeah. 7-on-7, seven seven. there is no pass rush. No pass rush. You're running on air versus the skill guys. Yep. And the, the DB, the goal in the DBs is to be right there when they catch it to touch them. That means you can make a play in every game because it probably won't be quite as accurate. or won't be on time yep. because of the rush. Now, sometimes you just can't help timing, and that's why timing is important. And so you're supposed to be right there. I mean right there. They're not complete. 3 out of 10. That is not good. Yeah. That is not good. Now, I don't know what's going on. We could talk about it's the second units out there going against the one. I don't care about any of that, to be honest, because your two, since this wide receiver depth is really good, yeah, they could be young, old, whatever. They're supposed to still catch the ball and get open, and maybe you get a couple more pass breakups if you're your DBs, and maybe they only complete five out of ten and maybe not seven out of ten. But that's a big gap. I'm a little concerned. So I don't know what the deal is watching the offense and – and maybe because they had OTAs and now the defense is really, you know, uh, ahead of them. Or the defense is also a little fired up. A lot of trans, you know, a lot of new players out there on defense too, as well. Uh, so I, I don't know why that is. It, it could be the offense is making some adjustments to a new coordinator. Yep. And doing some different things uh, and trying to see what they can and cannot do uh, without their starters. Actually, so it could be a benefit in the long run. Uh, I just don't like hearing it day after day when this offense was prolific and you're thinking you're going to ride their backs even still this year, but maybe not as much as the last couple of years, but you would think that they're going to be the strength of the, of the team and people are going to keep laughing at me when I keep saying, so go how you practice. So go how you play. Yep. I'm sorry. That's how the, it doesn't work any other way. I don't care if you have the same exact players every year is a new year and you have to develop that chemistry every single year. Because you could change one piece, and it could it could mess up everything. So uh, I want to see this get better, hopefully here sooner than later, on, on the offensive side. And defense just kind of keep competing and, and doing well. You, you saw some things out there from Caleb Farley. I think you said that Vrabel got
0: a little uh, heated. It, it, yeah. I think, I, I, Lucas, you have this, right? Mike Vrabel, it, he sent Caleb Farley off the field at one point. Oh, did he? Like a, a play ended, it was a play with – it was a play with the twos when nobody was open. Oh, pat 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 pat. Here goes Logan Woodside. You know that round your way out of the pocket and head downfield till somebody gets near you, and then the play gets blown dead. Well, he was kind of getting near Farley, who had kind of g- gone out of the play, and I guess I guess he just didn't get up or didn't hurry back up. And Mike Vrabel essentially said, "Rejoin the play." If you're not going to do that, get out of here for now. Oh, uh,
1: he said, "Rejoin the play."
0: No, he used a bunch of other words. Oh, okay. Oh, That's family that radio.
1: Weird in football.
0: Rejoin, rejoin the, the play. play. <laughs> no, like, no, like you're yelling.
1: Rejoin the play. No, no, he was no, no.
0: <laughs> He was rejoining some f bombs and things. Oh, okay. I'm okay. just trying to. Well, you know, I like to give the you know the audience paint exactly, the picture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the real
1: picture of what's going on out there. Like, it ain't all hunky dory. Everybody thinks it's all fun and game. It's not
0: little league. This is for real business. You, if you've never been to an NFL practice, it's just especially when Washburn was out there. Oh, he was former hilarious! Blanket, that oh, guy was God. so funny. You you'd have hear me it.
1: laughing on the other field because <laughs> you could hear him, field. and then he'd say oh, some man. crazy statement, and you'd be like, <laughs> "What <laughs> did he just say?"
0: It's just—it's a special kind of profanity. Uh, there's a oh, a man. tapestry of obscenity that hangs over Lake Amulet uh, today over there, but okay. this is. Mike Vrabel got asked about telling him get he finished up with get off the field and get this off is my how line. yeah this <laughs> is how that ended with Coach Vrabel I mean he's just got a lot of work to do and you know he's whatever made a mistake or didn't do something great and kind of stood there or laid on the ground and I just said that's not how we're going to do it you know I mean there's going to be a lot of mistakes that happen through the course of the game you know but we're going to go finish and we're going to find somebody to cover or find somebody to tackle or or finish the play didn't finish the play, so that finished his play for a while. He got he got sent off, but he's yeah. hey he's doing stuff. That was team period. Oh, so he he's he's picked it up a little bit uh, yeah. as far as him.
1: You know, and then this happens, and I know it's a little disappointing. Probably even on Farley's part here is his head is spinning on all the different things he needs to do. I don't know what happened, how he fell, whether he got tripped or he slipped or what have you. But in football, the play is never over till it's over, and you learn that you know a long time ago, uh, and that's what happens when you start thinking out there and then you kind of pause. Uh, no, you got to get up and hustle. Uh, and I think you said Woodside ran right at him, so you got to tag him up, make sure you stay out of his way. You don't want to hurt a quarterback, even if it's a backup quarterback. doesn't matter. You want to stay out of his way, but you want to teach and create those habits, mm-hmm. and they never change. Uh, and when you're a DB, you running, you're running more than anybody out there because you, know, you, you don't get a break. The receivers can go on the sideline, come back. You know, you, you're out there every single play. you got to be the most conditioned athlete out there, especially at corner. Stopping is never a point of when you're stopping except well, when you're in the huddle. <laughs> that's that's it. it. That's it, man.
0: Well, get your breather in. 30 seconds. Breathe hard. Yeah, breathe fast. Yeah, yeah Get all you can. Yeah. Get all this air yeah. you can. There's no air out hey, there man, that's today. That's
1: a horrible feeling when you're looking at the corner and you feel like you can't help him, and he's up here breathing. It, 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 I used to always, I was always on the side with D-Walk most of the time. But D-Walk would be looking at be like, Hey, man. Hey, I said, don't worry about coming back to the huddle. This is how you get to the game. Don't, don't, don't worry kind of coming. I'm going to give you the call, and you just stay out there. I can get you the call. We're just 10 yards apart. Don't worry. That's 10 steps. I'm saving you. So nah. I appreciate what they do. And then you say, hey, man, give me the call, and i will ready to rock and roll. He you say, okay, I'm good. Okay. I'm good, man. He you say, just, just make sure I get the call. <laughs> just on the fly. All right, when we come
0: back, we got to do our ding-dong of the week segment. If you got a ding-dong, let us know. I got a humdinger of a ding dong. Oh, my. Uh, I'll share that with you. And uh, it's an Olympic ding dong. By the way, I'm sad that the Olympics is over. Oh, I know, man. I'm just. I like, love the Olympics.
1: No, you know, I appreciate the uh, Olympics even more so. They should just because there was no one there and they had to pause it, you know, later, uh, you know, a year later, but all the things. And they made it through. They, they did. did. I wasn't sure at the beginning. Yep. And then if. The U.S. would win the typical ones that we always, you know, the basketball. And it was like, oh, man, they got better and they improved. Gymnastics was awesome. Swimming, diving. I learned some other sports. You know, did they, they have, like, horse dancing or horse something? Horse dancing. What is that? I don't I, know. I, I was up there fascinated by it, though. Those horses could get down. I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. I was just crazy that, that somebody could teach a horse, a to, horse to dance. horse to dance. Man, so if anybody has ever seen, they could call us with a ding dog, Just about... Horse dancing and, you know, they train horses and how that whole process works. They got any information on that? You got a lot of people with a lot of horses out here. I'm sure we got some dancing horses running right here, man. That'd be pretty cool to, teach, you know, tell us how they actually teach the horses
0: how to dance. We need to know. Look and some of you walking horse people, you know, you could tell us. Uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, wide open, 615-737-1045. The Ding Dong of the Week, also brought to you by Mark Spain. Coming up next on Blaine & Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Hit us up. You've got uh, your ding-dong of the week brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Appreciate Mark Spain and his crew. You can go to Mark Spain to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we like to say, don't be a ding-dong. Call Mark Spain. (laughs) So, yeah, the death chart is out. And and maybe we all are ding-dongs because we get so excited about this. Fans love the death chart. But we love it too. Media members, like we were standing there waiting to get in the gate this morning. And you hear somebody say like, "Why oh just drop the depth chart?" So everybody, it's like a scene from a movie. We all crack open our phone and start looking at the depth chart. Um, and, and the offense super predictable. Julio Jones, although the tight end is not Anthony Ferchner. Uh, there's no way Anthony Ferksner is not the starting tight end for this team. Just well, wait. It
1: may be just because that they are a running team, and right. so they they you know do the depth chart that way. He maybe he's just more of a pass catching. I would assume that he's getting better at blocking so you can disguise when he's in and not and, you know, show that he can do a little bit more than just
0: uh, run routes and catch the football. So Jeff Swain, who actually was out today, uh, John Glennon tweeted that out because you said, was he even practicing? I said, I didn't see him. Well, that's why. Uh, (laughs) Lawan, who's doing more and more. Roger Southfold on the left side. Ben Jones, the center. Don't believe uh, Ben wasn't out there today. Nate Davis wasn't out there today. Starting guard. Uh, the right tackle would be some combination of Ty Sam and or Kendall Lamb. Uh, Lamb got a little beat up today at practice, so that's something to watch out for. And then the other receivers: Josh Brown or Josh Reynolds, AJ Brown, and Tannehill and Henry. Pretty paint-by-numbers crew, especially like you said. Titans are a running team. Not surprised because Swain is just a mountain of a man, big blocking guy. Not surprised to see him out there on the defensive side. Denico Autry, uh, Tart blank. Tart looks like a different guy than I remember. And Vrabel has talked about him a lot this off season. He got one of those off season awards, which mm-hmm. it's fun to talk about that. But some of those guys don't even make the team, the guys who get those awards. And some do, and they're bit players, but they're just rewarding those guys who are sticking around in the building and letting them see, This is what you told me to do, and I'm doing all of it. And supposedly that was Tier Tart, but there's one play today, run play, where it was like a magic trick. Like the quarterback took the snap and then he was standing in front of the running back. And it was Evans or one of the backup guys that. It, so somebody missed a block. It was like a magic trick. It, like he just replaced the center and was in his place.
1: Well, he's been, you know, he has been causing havoc uh, and been in the backfield all training camp, and even last year, I remember you know, it was <laughs> real funny that uh, you know Vrabel was always getting after him, and and my and I, I loved it because a lot of people took it the wrong way, and I took it as it was a great thing. Yep. Because guess what. The coach sees something in you and if they continue to yell at you, then you're 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 doing something right and they just wanna see more of it out of you because they know you have the capabilities, even though you may not even know it yet yourself. Uh it's when they stop yelling at you when you're a young player, especially an undrafted guy, that it's concerning. Yeah. Uh, so I really You thought, need to go and call
0: your agent and be like, Hey man, yeah, start scouring the other waiver wires.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So I'm I'm glad to see cause, uh, you know, it's you find an athletic big man and then you say, Okay, if we mold, get him in a little better shape. Went to a smaller school, so let's get him where he needs to be and then see what we can do with him with our offseason programming and see what he looks like now. And what we do, we see his butt right there at starting nose tackle. Right now. Uh so that, that that's great. I mean, I, I I'm I'm elated for him, to be honest. Uh so yeah, I, I don't see any surprises here. Simon backing up uh, Landry, Long, Brown, Roberson behind
0: Dupree. Roberson had a real good play today. And this is – here's the thing about Roberson. You've been around here, what's this, year three? Hey, man. I mean, it's go time. Like, you're either going to go to the next step or you're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point in his career, he made a nice play today. The interesting thing about John Simon, he had a tip ball today off Tannehill that got picked in a team drill. John Simon did, and he got picked up, and people were looking at his stats, and it's the an old guy, and what well, you know how Twitter just immediately chops everything into pieces. Like, look, what's this? This guy, it. Well, this guy's a depth piece. You're not bringing him in to start 16 games. You're bringing him in to spell Bud Dupree and Landry. Right, right. But he already knows the system. Yeah, he's played under Mike Vrabel multiple times. He's already out there making plays. Now, is he going to make the Pro Bowl? No. Is he going to play 50% of the defensive snaps? No. No, probably not. Probably like 30%. But what if you got 30% from that guy? Think about this. They were dressing three outside linebackers last year for games. Three. Man, that was
1: concerning. Three people. I was (laughs) like, I don't know how the heck guys are going to be a little bit tired. You know, also, Rashard Weaver here is like fifth. Behind Y Ray and Roberson, on oh, Dupree, I, I I think that's why I'm reading it correctly. Yeah. as far as the depth. Yeah, theory. left to right, you got it. I mean, man, I don't, I don't that don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a draft pick, but in that same sense, we got uh, Monty Rice, third string. Who's Jan Johnson?
0: I I literally read this depth chart, and I and <laughs> he's, I asked, he's a number two. He's number linebacker. two out of Penn State. Uh, got a years experience. I had to look him up on the roster. I had to look him up. And I pride myself on knowing some of the obscure (laughs) guys. Jan Johnson, linebacker, 6'2", 231, 25, one year of experience out of Penn State. Free agent this year. So he wasn't like drifting around the practice squad or anything last year. So he was somewhere else before because he's not a rookie. So that guy took a train into town late one night, and he's on the squad now. I don't know anything about that cat. There's 90 people on the team. Yeah, that, he he's he's down there towards ninety I, with what I, I, I know about it.
1: Reason why I say Monty Rice was the third round, and then I, I go back and look at you know Fitzpatrick here. It looks like I, I don't even know where he's at on this depth chart. Reading this this depth chart here,
0: Yes, I, I, Fitzpatrick he's with the threes, like with just. Well, I'm just saying how they got it written
1: here. Is uh, AJ Brown, then is Westbrook Akina, and then does that mean McMath is behind him? And then, uh, Elijah, let and then this, how, how is this working? Or does, is he behind McMath? Because there's only one spot. They have multiple. I, I mean, they got like four guys and I'm like, well, oh, I don't know how to read depth. chart. you know, I'm just that. They, they have a
0: pile of number two yeah. wide receivers. There's a pile of number twos. All I
1: can see is Chester Rogers running two who I like. Marcus Johnson has been killing their practice. According to not only you, but everybody. They're running with the twos. I, I just don't – man, I, I want to think that the draft picks would have a leg up just because they were draft picks, and then they should be showing, well, here's what you're showing, that you better put some work in.
0: Because your butt's about to get beat up by Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers.
1: Yeah. Well, they, who are veteran guys now. Veteran guys. They, yeah. You know, they're four-year guys who are capable in sub-packages. I, I'm a big fan of Rogers. I remember him with the with the Colts. I think he's a solid backup. He can do multiple things. He can return punts. I mean, he, he – I like him. I, I thought I thought he could make this roster. He may be the last guy, but I thought he had a, a really good shot. Uh, I, You know, I didn't know much
0: about Marcus Johnson. Wasn't he on the team last year? No? Chester was. Marcus uh, has been in Philly and also in Indy. Oh, okay. So he this is his first year here. He played at Texas, and he didn't play much. He didn't play a whole lot in Texas. So he's an undrafted guy. Played a year in Philly, was on the Super Bowl team, played a little bit, then three years in Indy. I had, I, I wrote this down because so I thought we're going to wind up talking about this today. He was an undrafted
1: guy, was, was probably behind some guys that got drafted and was a rotational player at a big school and got a shout, you know, shot at camp. And then people go, whoa, this guy's actually an NFL-level
0: player. He's forty-two catches in the NFL, six hundred and seventy-nine yards and three TDs, scattered over like some games each of the last four years. It's one of those guys where you look at his sheet and it's like nine games one I year bet. and six games the next and eleven the next, that kind of guy. But he had one of those scores today in the in in that seven-on-seven goal uh, red zone drill where they were deep in the red zone and right in front of the NFL Network people. And you said they were pointing out like they can't score in this seven-on-seven seven red zone. He had one of the touchdown catches. He had a touch. Is that the
1: one that was somebody tweeted? Is that the one in the corner? Yes. He jumped and like kind of grabbed it hey, over the top of somebody yeah. and D B kind of kept running just to not form a collision. But it was a great throw and great catch.
0: Yes. And there was a lot of talk. Like, did he get both feet? Yes. And everybody over there said they all counted two feet. So there was a bunch of eyes he counting was. two feet. So he was able to make a great catch. And i I've, I've been asking like different people who've come on with us, okay, if Julio and AJ aren't practicing, who's the guy then it's like, okay, okay. Don't count me out. I'm going to take every one of these extra reps. Right now, it's probably him. Marcus it's probably Johnson. Marcus Johnson, which I think of the Bucks, Marcus Johnson from when we were kids, the basketball player. who was M-A-R-Q-U-E-S. Yeah, Marcus, was sports, Marcus yeah. Johnson, yeah. Yeah, okay,
1: number eight.
0: Oh, he was yeah, so smooth. Was Milwaukee Bucks, In That old school Bucks uniform. Yes, yes, yeah, with I, the stripes on the side. Right oh, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. get distracted yeah. here.
1: Is that, is that when, uh, uh, you know, Lanier was on the team? <laughs> was he on the team?
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He Uh, went way back. Oh, and guess what? I know you remember this guy, Terry Cummings. Terry, of course, out of DePaul, Terry Cummings, man. Oh, he's a great player. Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief's from Arkansas. I I remember him as a kid, Super Sid. Number four. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, he'll have as good a career as the the basketball Marcus Josh.
0: Well, (laughs) (laughs) this guy, he's. And here's another thing I thought this was interesting. And you can tell me that don't mean nothing, you dummy. Or you could tell me maybe this means something. Because <laughs> I know you'll tell me you ding-dong. By the way, we'll give you our ding-dongs in a minute. You can share yours, Mark Spain Hotline, 615-737-1045. The depth charts out, so we're just ding-donging it up here. But we haven't forgotten about that. On Saturday, I went. And Marcus Johnson made a great catch, contested in – um. Seven on seven in practice, they were like midfield seven on seven. He made a great catch between two defenders, both going for the ball from Barkley. Caught the ball, split the two guys, and like it's not one of those things where it's like they could have easily touched him; they wouldn't have laid a finger on. Him. He would have scored on this particular play. Derrick Henry and Tannehill ran from behind the play all the way into the end zone to celebrate with him. I don't see them do it any other time. Now they always celebrate their touchdowns and. But they, they were out of the play. Barkley was out there at that time throwing. And they both, like Derrick Henry, no helmet on, had been out, ran down there, and Tannehill followed. him. I just thought, these guys seem to really like this guy. Like, they appreciate what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't it's, see them running. Guess what, guys? You know why they're going to watch the tape? And yeah. Not even just about that play. It's about,
1: we see continuously consistent play day in and day out. Now, you said he's running with the ones, I'm assuming. But you said Bark was a the quarterback. They do rotate the quarterback. Who was the defense out there? Who who were the defenders? Was it starters or backups? It was backups at that point. All right, guys that we would know, though. Crookshank, let's say, at safety. Who was at the safety position? You said he caught down the middle of the field, so I'm assuming it was against safety. It could have been against the corners. I don't know what covers they were in, or anything like that. Could have been playing cover, too. I don't know what yard line
0: were they on and all those things. But- they were midfield, so it was probably a safety and a corner. corner. Now, there was a play later where Ferkshire, I think Jayon, was in the middle. Ferker ran down the train tracks and got past Jay on and caught one to set up a field goal. Number two beater, yeah. and but this deal it had to have been between a safety and cornerback, but I don't remember which two at the time. You know, I get focused on just watching the pretty offensive plays, yeah. so which I didn't. Everybody does. Yes, we all do, I did myself included. It, but but he made a great play. Those two guys ran around the pack of players sixty plus yards to the end zone. Starting quarterback. Two thousand yard rusher who wanted to probably sit and drink another sip of Gatorade because it was hotter than just anything you want to say that's hot, and they both ran down there celebrate with this guy like they appreciate what he's doing. Mm, that's strong right there from two of the leaders on the team on
1: offense. That's strong. I, I think he's got the. I think he's got the edge on uh, being out there ahead of maybe both rookie receivers. Mm. Maybe so. That means you're gaining trust, uh, and that is huge, as I've talked about for a long time on either side of the ball, uh, that you can get it done. I mean, you start doing, putting, stacking on, you know, practice after practice after practice of showing up. Uh-oh. That is tremendous.
0: How Huge. Mu- how much... Boy, this this is a question here. And we haven't, again, it's still ding-dong of the week segment. We got the death chart, though. It's a new toy we're playing with here.
1: (laughs) I'm still looking at it.
0: How how much everybody watches the tape every day. Everybody watches the tape every day. But then they're about to play three preseason games. What's the ratio of how well you do in practice, like maybe some guys practicing not so well, but he goes out there in the preseason game, catches him four balls for eighty yards and a touchdown, or makes three tackles or a pick. How much do you factor in this guy's doing the same thing consistent in practice every day versus boy, the lights came on, this guy really showed up, or vice versa?
1: Well, I think there's something to it. I always want to take he to when the lights you know come on, and that's not to say like say Marcus Johnson maybe he doesn't get any opportunities, but then somebody else gets a lot of opportunities and then they got the showcase. Then you say okay. He's not scared of the lights, bright lights. And you say, okay, who was he doing against? Mm-hmm. You know, was he, you know, uh, you know, running exactly what he supposed to run? You know, some guys could go out here and, and have a good day, and then you're like, but he ran the wrong route. We just found a way to get him the ball. Yeah, see, those are things we don't know. Is he doing precisely? Is he running at twelve and in? If that was what the call was, or out, or whatever? Did he run it at fourteen and just so happened it was he was out there with Barkley and they just ad libbed and ran around and made a play. Uh, so. I'm looking more for discipline. You always want to see exciting plays and guys showing up. Uh, but I would lean, and, I, you know, it could be different when you're talking about backup guys who are depth guys. I would lean a little more towards uh, actual practice daily. Yeah. I, I really would because then you really know who he is. You really do. Uh, and, if you know, if somebody, does, you know, when the lights turn on and they don't show up, then you can see it clearly based off of practice. But if a guy just happens to show up, I'm I'm not a big, you know. We need to see more. Mm. He did well, but I don't know if that's really who he is. And and you got to take it with a grain of salt. You got to have a real good feel and good balance with both of it. Because I'm big on game day, uh, but sometimes I got to see more. Yeah, yeah. Because why? Why didn't you? I want to know. Well, why haven't you been doing this at practice? And you can't go ask the guy. (laughs) I mean, like, oh, why did you do that in practice? Right. Where you been? Every day, if, if you're a receiver, you can say, "Why well, I didn't get that opportunity?" No, everybody's got an opportunity. So, no, can do. <laughs> nah, no,
0: no they, they all. I mean, especially with Julio and AJ out, the, all the other guys who make the team, all the other guys have as good a chance to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. They, this is an unbelievable chance because your ones are not practicing; they're doing very little. So the the twos are the ones, and the threes are the twos, and the fours are the threes. Yeah. Everybody gets to even move up a level yeah. to show what they can
1: do. Right. And so you're getting to compete against some guys who play in the National Football League. Yep. So that that's why it's concerning for me. Fitzpatrick and McMath. I mean, you would think that they would be stepping up. I mean, both of these guys are tall, long, athletic players who they drafted. Uh, and we're we're sitting here talking about Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers, veteran guys who have some. Some uh, experience in the National Football League, so his experience kind of, you know, taking over a little bit more so than the younger players. Not to say that the younger players can't potentially be better, but as of it today, early in camp, where we're in the second week, you know, the veteran guys are are showing up.
0: Showing up and showing out. This is their chance. Although it was uh it was a very nice day for the defense. Let's just leave it at that. All right, ding dong of the week. We will give you ours when we come back. You can hit us on Twitter at Blaine and Mickey again. Mark favorite Real Estate. Hotline open six one five-seven three seven one oh four five. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Time for Ding Dong of the Week again. Brought to you by our friends at Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. So I'm just – Lucas, I know you've got a ding-dong. Blaine always loves to share his ding-dong yeah, yeah, with everyone. Got ding dong. Um, <laughs> i got ding-dong. I said this before. I love the Olympics. I, I had somebody tell me I, – I tweeted one day that I was enjoying the Olympics. The I guy said, I, I don't watch that. I don't like, you know – he was mad about, like, something one of the athletes said. And, and my thing is always, like, I'm amazed. And I and I get sticking to your principles because I've, I've been stubborn about some things in my life. But, like, somebody yeah. who gets mad at one thing, and so they just don't watch anything. Right. Like, one shot putter said something on Twitter that you didn't like, so then you didn't watch anything else? Nothing? The whole <laughs> world peacefully competed in athletic events instead of shooting at each other. For two weeks, and you couldn't get behind that? It only happens every, well, two years, the way they stagger the winter and the summer. I just, I love it. I love the obscurity of all the events, the horse dancing, all the stuff. Handball, water polo. I love all of it. I watch all of it, and I'm sad when it's over. I was sad yesterday. I told my wife, felt like the end of summer camp, all my friends left town. But there is a side to the Olympics that has some ding-dongery. So I I didn't see this particular event, pentathlon, which involves riding a horse. A German pentathlon coach was disqualified after punching a horse. Ooh. Punching, who punches a horse? Now, there may be horse people out there, but who punches a horse? Disqualified was not part of the men's individual final at the Tokyo Olympics after she hit a horse with her fist earlier in the games. She hit a horse on Friday night in the show jumping event and urged a German rider to really hit the horse when the horse didn't want to jump. So I didn't know this. Basically, you just draw straws and you get assigned to a horse. You don't, like, pack up your horse and take it with you. You just get a horse. This German rider, I guess, was running away with the event and got to the jumps, and the horse was like, no way, not today, man, not doing it. Uh-uh, nope, nope, that's not what I came here to do because it's a living thing, and it didn't want to jump. And so the coach is like, punch the horse. Told the rider to punch the horse. Anyway, that was it for the uh, for the coach for that event. But horse punching, mm-hmm. ding dong, don't punch a horse. Oh, yeah, I, let me tell you something. That horse could hurt you a lot worse than you could hurt it. Oh man, he should have drop kicked him I, or her. That would have been amazing <laughs> if that horse had been like, okay, wham. Mm. So to the German pentathlon coach disqualified punching a horse, you are ding dong.
1: Man, where did? Where did Lucas, he he quit on us? He just got let us run it from here. Yeah. No, dude, we just... Oh, I can see him. Oh, he's busy okay, in there. All right, do you have your ding-dong? If not, I'll, I'll go.
0: Yeah, again, I'm reaching back to Thursday for this ding-dong. I just had it pulled up. It was Mike Florio, <laughs> Pro Football Talk on Twitter, uh, three days ago, going into the Hall of Fame game. Uh, and, man, I just had the tweet in front of me, and now I lost it. But it was... Kind of a sarcastic, like, all right, getting ready for a meaningless, glorified football practice with a bunch of guys that'll be cut by August 31st. It's like, come on, man. You don't have to watch the Hall of Fame game. Don't be that guy that's complaining about watching preseason games every time there's a preseason game. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. I do think if you watch every snap of the Hall of Fame game or any preseason game, you're a ding dong. But don't go at other people for just turning the game on. Yeah, it's a glorified football practice, but football's on our TV. We haven't had a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame game in two years. Uh, Mike Florio was my ding-dong of the week for Thursday. Yeah,
1: appreciate getting to you know, see some guys play now.
0: I watched the pregame show to that. I was so desperate <laughs> for football. Yeah. I watched the Hall of Fame show pregame. I watched a bunch of the induction speeches, too. I probably too. would have watched that, too, but
1: I, I only saw – yeah, I watched half of the the game, and then I watched – I tried to listen to most of the, the speeches because – you know, you only know so much about those guys. I mean, like, I was listening to Charles Woodson, and I'm like, man, I remember when I was sitting there, in his first year in the league, me and him are on the bus going to practice at the Pro Bowl. I'm like, dang, man, you in your first year, and you're in the Pro Bowl. I'm like, dude, I mean, I'm looking like, this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame,
0: <laughs> His first year, he was in the Pro Bowl. I'm like, oh, my God. But at that point, you're like, this cat's different, right? Yeah, he, he, I he's I totally mean, different, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And And he played 18 years. Yeah, yeah, he and had, he, he was, had to keep up with with, with Peyton. With Peyton. Mm-hmm. He wasn't gonna quit until Peyton quit. Yeah, yeah. But that, because my wife was asking me, she she said, "Who did he play for?" And I was like, "It's funny. He played for the Raiders, then the Packers forever. Then he finished yeah, with, the Raiders, with the Raiders, Raiders. but they he mean, was a safety when he mean, went back. Safety,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: they did. And he made the Pro Bowl his 18th year. Yeah, he was getting picks.
1: Then you know his ball skills came into play. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. He was exceptional. And he was tall too, so uh, not quite as tall as Farley, but he was he was pretty tall for a corner. He had the size, speed. He could return punts, kick. He could have played receiver in the league too, if you asked him. Especially early in his career. So it was good hearing everybody's speeches. Naturally, you know, Peyton Manning kind of. <sighs> I felt like he was either going to be the new sheriff at some point. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be commissioner, or he's going to actually be an owner of a team because he was speaking to somebody or some bodies to say this. I'm gonna lead this league to the promised land. I'm like, well, anything that were. Gets you paid forty million a year. Uh, I'm sure, it, or up, uh, it's going to be something he's going to be doing. So I would say either you know the sheriff, the new sheriff at some point, or an owner of a team. Yep, yeah, I think that that was it. But uh, you know, he was funny. You know, he had humor, seriousness, all of it. You know, but all, all the speeches were were great. You get to get a little insight on their personally what their fights were. Uh, you never you think you know a guy, but until you hear him sit up there and, and you know tell their story, it's kind of interesting.
0: The most amazing one, and I know we've still got to get Blaine's ding dong here. Megatron played nine years. Yeah. yeah that was nine years. But he was Megatron. 30, he's 35 years old.
1: Yeah. I think they said he was the youngest Hall of Fame. Player. He's
0: the third. Gail Sayers will always be the youngest. Oh, okay. Because he was, I think he was done, retired five years, and in the Hall of Fame at 32. Oh. At thir- 32. He's thirty-two years old. Somebody tweeted this out last night, and I'd give credit to if I could remember who it was. Um, um what'd they say? Oh gosh. It was somebody who started when Tom Brady started.
1: And they've been out of the league like ten years or, or so. <laughs>
0: Or, like, they had been drafted after Tom Brady played their whole career, set out five years, and got inducted in the Hall of Fame, and Tom Brady is, is still. Oh. Wow. That's, what, that's what it was. <laughs> One of those guys in the Hall of Fame had started after Tom Brady, played his whole career. Maybe it was Megatron. It might have been Megatron. Yeah. That he played his whole career at a Hall of Fame level, quit, set out five years, put in the Hall of Fame, and Tom Brady is, is still playing at 44 years. It's turned 44. Yeah.
1: His, his body and his brain is pliable. His body is a wonderland. Yeah. And speaking of that, talking about brains that are pliable, I don't know how to view this ding dong. So people are going to have to help me help me out because I don't know how to view this ding dong. Okay. Yeah, and, and that is how it sounds. So okay. you guys tell me. And this is a tweet by Michael Thomas, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Well, that's turned into a mess. He responds after a report over the weekend suggested that Thomas spent much of the offseason. Ignoring calls from the team, checking in on the status of his ankle injury. He did a I want to call it a LeBron James twi- you know, type tweet. And that is passive aggressive. Oh boy. That, to me that's that's LeBron's MO to me.
0: <laughs> Aaron tr-
1: this is what what Michael Thomas tweeted out after that report of his ankle and not answering the phone. They tried to damage your reputation. You save theirs by not telling your side of the story. So they tried to damage your reputation, but you save theirs by not telling your side of the story. So does he get a ding dong for teasing us and not telling us anything? Cause that's what I feel like. It's like, you got something to tell us. Well, then you got your own platform. Tell us tell your us. side of the story,
0: bro. Don't be scared. <laughs> hey, man, I think that dude looked around and was like, I'm about to have Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill throw me the ball. <laughs> Stop that. I'm going to do everything I can to jeopardize my
1: career. No, yep. no. I'm going to make them hate me. They said this guy's an ultimate combat- competitor. Yeah. Sometimes he wants to fight some of the DBs at practice.
0: They're going to trade me for a kicking tee and some Gatorade bottles. Yes. Getting out of here.
1: And I remember, I remember Sean Payton's face when he was up there at the podium, <laughs> saying, "Yeah, we didn't know nothing about this." Like he was perturbed. Yeah, he was hot. Like his face was about as red as Mickey's is right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, just wonder what is he talking about. So I would be shocked, man, if uh, he is no longer with the Saints. Uh, maybe halfway through the season, when he gets healthy, hey man.
0: I ain't answering no phone calls. Nothing. I ain't yeah. telling y'all nothing. Yeah. Trade me. Yeah. But he can do this. This is this he does he's not saying trade me. Every one of his actions are saying trade Maybe. me. Yeah. yeah. And he can go, look, I never even asked for a trade publicly. Yeah. yeah. I'm a team he was, player. He's injured
1: now. So now he's rehabbing an ankle injury. I think he had surgery now. Cause he's like, well, if we knew he needed surgery, we would have got it sooner in the offseason.
0: Dude, he looked around the quarterback room. He's like, yeah, I don't feel very good. Hey, wait a minute.
1: Now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we – yes, Jameis Winston is a ding dog at times. He threw 30 interceptions, but he also <laughs> threw 30 <laughs> touchdowns. That is pretty hard to do. I mean, I get it, but that shows at times he can be – Pretty impressive. He it just kind of cut him down from,
0: you know, just get the 30 interceptions down to like 15, cut it in half. He I can, think he'd be all right. He could literally make every throw and miss every, every throw. Three. He's yeah. in the 30-30 club with Ken Seiko. You know,
1: they could have <laughs> <could've laughs> been <laughs> some issues along the way of, wow, those happen.
0: But ultimately, you're at fault because you would have got a trigger. Have you seen his workout videos? <laughs> Or he's, like, running around shaking a towel. look. I mean, have no, you seen these? I, I think they're a little entertaining. I don't like some of it. I've never seen other quarterbacks do some of these drills. It, it
1: like, what's happened it look like it was a boxer? Like, somebody <laughs> would beat him up. <laughs> really? Dude, that's not how a pass rush is. I mean, a quarterback tries to avoid the pass rush. And he'll just be, like, in a yard near yeah, an elementary like, school or something. It's almost like he can't afford to have a facility to go to. It looked like he's in a backyard with the grass not cut, oh. and the guy's training him. There's, and he's with a like a got two big old arm pads. He's up here beating him while he's up here moving around in the pocket. I'm what? like, man, this looks like this is cheap labor
0: here. But there's like For kids one. on a swing behind him in the shot. Yes, it's exactly. like a public park.
1: Like, it's like, man, what, did you are you out of town or something? You called <laughs> the guy up. I mean, what what is going on here, man? Are you are you out of town? Like he said, "Hey man, I'm gonna be out of town. I mean, so meet me. Uh, I'm gonna be at this park. You know, you gonna be you gonna be there. I heard you're pretty good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not getting the massage while well, I'm, I'm out of town. I'm gonna add Winston to the yeah. ding dong list there. I gotta do it, man, because he's hilarious, <laughs> man. I mean, see, you gotta
1: just watch it, man. Oh. And,
0: hey
1: man, I I'm always about giving a guy another <laughs> shot to see if he can revitalize his career. Guess what?" We're doing it for Marcus Mariota. If he gets a shot with the Raiders, because I think potentially he could. Yeah. I think he's actually a better thrower. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy to stay, you know, for a whole season and show what he can really do. Hey, and guess what? You got a guy not too far from you too. They went to Oregon. He's doing pretty good. He a rookie. Oh, second year now. Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, you can't let him outdo you because he not at Oregon. He can't touch. Marcus Mariota's legacy. So, uh, yeah, you got to keep it going. You can't let him beat you out. Come on, Marcus.
0: All right. Marcus is not in town. He's in Las Vegas. Luke Worsham is in town from A to Z Sports. We'll talk all this Titan stuff with uh, Luke coming up in about 20 minutes. Headlines next. Better have his ding dong.